Good morning. Thank you to everyone who's joining us this morning. Our opening hymn is number 497, and we will be doing verses 1 and 2.
Send out your light and your truth that they may lead me and bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Lord, open our lips and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Alleluia. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. The Jubilate. Be joyful in the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with a song. Know this, the Lord himself is God. He himself has made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and call upon his name. The Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his faithfulness endures from age to age. Psalm 114. Hallelujah. When Israel came out of Egypt, the house of Jacob from a people of strange speech, Judah became God's sanctuary and Israel his dominion. The sea beheld it and fled. Jordan turned and went back. The mountains skipped like rams and the little hills like young sheep. What ailed you, O sea, that you fled? O Jordan, that you turned back? You mountains that you skipped like rams, you little hills like young sheep. Tremble, O earth, at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob, who turned the hard rock into a pool of water and flint stone into a flowing spring. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The angel of God who was going before the Israelite army moved and went behind them, and the pillar of cloud moved in front of them and took its place behind them. It came between the army of Egypt and the army of Israel, and so the cloud was there with the darkness, and it lit up the night. One did not come near the other all night. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. The Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night and turned the sea into dry land, and the waters were divided. The Israelites went into the sea on dry ground, the waters forming a wall for them on their right and on their left. The Egyptians pursued and went into the sea after them, all of Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and chariot drivers. At the morning watch, the Lord in the pillar of fire and cloud looked down upon the Egyptian army and threw the Egyptian army into panic. He clogged their chariot wheels so that they turned with difficulty. The Egyptians said, let us flee from the Israelites, for the Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea so that the water may come back upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots and chariot drivers. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and at dawn the sea returned to its normal depth. As the Egyptians fled before it, the Lord tossed the Egyptians into the sea. The waters returned and covered the chariots and the chariot drivers the entire army of Pharaoh that had followed them into the sea. Not one of them remained, but the Israelites walked on dry ground through the sea, the waters forming a wall for them on their right and on their left. 
Thus the Lord saved Israel that day from the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead and on the seashore. Israel saw the great work that the Lord did against the Egyptians. So the people feared the Lord and believed in the Lord and in his servant Moses. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. The first song of Isaiah. Surely it is God who saves me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. For the Lord is my stronghold and my sure defense, and he will be my savior. Therefore, you shall draw water with rejoicing from the springs of salvation. And on that day, you shall say, give thanks to the Lord and call upon his name. Make his deeds known among the peoples. See that they remember that his name is exalted. Sing the praises of the Lord, for he has done great things, and this is known in all the world. Cry aloud, inhabitants of Zion, ring out your joy. For the great one in the midst of you is the Holy One of Israel. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans. Welcome those who are weak in faith, but not for the purpose of quarreling over opinions. Some believe in eating anything, while the weak eat only vegetables. Those who eat must not despise those who abstain, and those who abstain must not pass judgment on those who eat. For the God has welcomed them. Who are you to pass judgment on servants of another? It is before their own Lord that they stand or fall and they will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make them stand. Some judge one day to be better than another, while others judge all days to be alike. Let all be fully convinced in their own minds. Those who observe the day observe it in the honor of the Lord. Also those who eat, eat in honor of the Lord since they give thanks to God. While those who abstain, abstain in honor of the Lord and give thanks to God. We do not live to ourselves and we do not die to ourselves. If we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and lived again, so that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. Why do you pass judgment on your brother or sister? Or you, why do you despise your brother or sister? For we all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall praise, give praise to God. So then each of us will be accountable to our God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The second song of Isaiah. Seek the Lord while he wills to be found. Call upon him when he draws near. Let the wicked forsake their ways 
and the evil ones their thoughts. And let them turn to the Lord, and he will have compassion. And to our God, for he will richly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Peter came and said to Jesus, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. And as he could not pay, his Lord ordered, ordered him to be sold together with his wife and children and all his possessions and payment to be made. The slave fell on his knees before him saying, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the Lord of that slave released him and forgave him the debt. But that same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him by the throat, he said, pay what you owe. His fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, have patience with me and I will pay you. But he refused. Then he went and threw him into prison until he would pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, you wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in anger, the Lord handed him over to be tortured until he would pay the entire debt. So my heavenly father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. The gospel of the Lord. Well, I'm so grateful that your rector, Elizabeth, invited me to be with you for Sunday worship. Could you guys wave at me just so I can see some hands? Yay! 
That's nice to see your smiling faces. It's scrumptious to see so many familiar faces and to be introduced to so many new people. For those of you who don't recognize me, I served a manual as associate rector from 1994 to 2004, first with uh, John Lambert and then with Randy Gardner. I have so many vivid and precious memories of my time with you. And a couple of those memories came back to me just the few, last few weeks. On August 13th, Eric and I, and Eric's on the line, celebrated our 20th wedding anniversary when uh, we were courting. I'll never forget Shirley Bourne, who was then the secretary, walking into my office. She'd been taking his calls. It was before cell phones. Put her hand on her hips and said, who's Eric? <laughs> and when it came time for the wedding, I couldn't decide who to invite. So I just invited the whole congregation. And at least a hundred of you came to our wedding and brought food and merriment and love. And I'm grateful. Um, it's also harvest season. Um, if I were coming to you in person, I would probably be bringing three bags of plums from our plum trees. But um, uh, you might think uh, it's a mercy that I didn't do that. But I made a crumble this week um, from the Emmanuel Apple Crunch recipe. This sort of looks like the Ten Commandments, doesn't it? Uh, and it's uh, love and yuletide cheer to Carla from Emmanuel, Christmas 2002. Uh, your apple crunch recipe I eat every year. And this year I did it with plums. And I'm glad I took it out after only 40 minutes because if I'd kept it in the whole hour, it would have been overdone. So thank you for the 10 commandments of uh, apple crunch. Well, 1994, it seems like a very long time ago that I was at Emmanuel, but then it seems like an even, even longer time ago that you and I had never heard of COVID-19. But here we are, and here we are as Emmanuel Mercer Island today to give thanks and praise to God, for indeed this is the day that the Lord has made and we are gathering breath together in prayer to give voice to our common prayer. So Peter came and said to Jesus, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? How often should I forgive? As many as seven times? How typical of Jesus. It seems that at the heart of his whole ministry was practicing forgiveness and doing a kind of show and tell to others. Uh, encouraging them by example to do the same with each other, uh, whether as individuals or in community. And in the one place where Jesus gives us instructions, uh, he teaches us how to pray. And at the center of that prayer, of course, is these words, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. As often, the core of today's gospel story is not uh, a lesson, but a story. And it's the story of a person who has been forgiven a lifetime of debt, big debt, and who turns around and was incapable of forgiving another person who owed him less than a day's wages. It would be like a person living under the burden of a quarter of a million bucks in school debt. On Monday morning, she gets a phone call that that nasty whole wad of indebtedness had been suddenly 
and completely paid off by an anonymous donor. Wow. But the next day, the very next day, she says to her friend, when the bill comes after a nice meal, I think it's your turn to buy lunch. It's your turn to buy. So the heart of the story, of course, is that whatever the debt or perceived wrong, whatever you think that someone owes you, whatever you think someone owes you, forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Remember that you have been forgiven. Whatever the debt, whatever the perceived wrong, let it go. The universe has been generous to you. You have not a clue how much. This is not an easy order, but over our lifetime, most of us have more than 70 times seven times to practice, to ask for forgiveness and to give, for, 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 to give forget forgiveness. So think for a moment about your life. Can you recall a time when someone asked you to forgive them? Can you recall a time when you were forgiven by someone? And I wonder what memories come first to mind when you have been unable to forgive someone or a time when it's pretty clear someone has not forgiven you. Our forgiveness stories are some of the most tender stories in our life. Very tender. At the heart of the gospel story is the exclamation of the property owner. You wicked slave. I forgave you all that debt. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? Rowan Williams, a former Archbishop of Canterbury in our lifetime, wrote this. The man who forgets, the man who forgets <laughs> how much and in what way he has been loved and forgiven and how much hurt he himself has inflicted, but instead nurses his own unforgiven injuries, that one is in mortal danger. Have you nursed some unforgiven injuries? <laughs> what is that feeling like? How's that working for you? And what happens when we remember our need forgiveness? And what happens when we asked for forgiveness, been asked for forgiveness and give it because we know how much we ourselves need it, continue to need it. And so we're supposed to pray every day at least once, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. A few months ago, I received a surprising email from a former parishioner, no, not from an Emmanuelite, it was before my time with you, 
this person had been my senior warden. She and I had a wonderful working relationship. It was a relationship of great warmth. And uh, it was also kind of a friendship. I was young. She was not so much young, but we worked so well together. And, and as can happen at church, we, we really had fun uh, with each other. Suddenly, um, she became very cold to me. We got the work done, but she was cold and, and sometimes downright rude to me. I was very hurt. What had I done wrong? I brooded. Time passed. Whenever I thought of her, it was not with a warm feeling, but with a, a sense of renewed hurt and puzzlement. More than 30 years later, in the February of this year, I received an email from her asking my forgiveness. She wrote in her email that at the time, her marriage was falling apart. Other things were falling apart. She wrote to me that the way she had treated me had been weighing on her and that she was sorry. Of course, I instantly wrote her back and said things from the heart because I had forgiven her from the heart. And the experience, just tell you about it, makes me smile on my face and in my heart. The exchange felt like a kind of cleansing, an old weight, 30 years old. I could feel it lift and I felt a surge of affection for her, affection that had been long suppressed because I was hurt. And it was a making right. And it was a making right that somehow felt bigger than itself. It wasn't just Mary and me. It was like a river the two of us jumped into that was holy. And it was also a reminder, folks, to me that for some time I have been putting off writing a similar letter or email to two people in my life from whom I want to ask forgiveness. What's holding me back? I wonder. And so in closing, it's, it's great to see you all Emmanuelites this day that the Lord has made. A friend of mine on the island is a songwriter and a line in one of her songs is, the months are moments, who knows where they go? So the years are moments, who knows where they go since I was with you. Um, I would have loved to be in your, with you in person, but I'm gonna call it good, very good, that I get to see you uh, electronically and I've already uh, kind of implicitly um, asked your forgiveness that there's nowhere on the Ten Commandments of a manual apple crunch that says, I can't substitute plums. So it was very good. If you're like me and everyone I know, you are feeling pretty helpless these days. You have no control over the weather. We have no control over the wind. We have no control over the smoke. 
we are almost powerless over the political situation. And we have no control over COVID-19 except what we can do in small ways. But we do have the power to forgive our brother or sister from the heart. And we do have the power to ask for forgiveness from another whom we have hurt or harmed, however recently or long ago. Lord, have mercy, we pray. Well, we have the power to show mercy. And we have the gift to be able to receive mercy from another. And in so doing, join the power at the heart of the universe. And so, as we sang in the beginning, bless the Lord, O my soul, and bless God's holy name. Bless the Lord, my soul, who leads me into life. Amen. We continue together with the Apostles' Creed on page 10. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever, amen.
you on page 11. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. O God, because without you we were because without you we are not able to please you, mercifully grant that your Holy Spirit may in all things direct and rule our hearts. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, you make us glad with the weekly remembrance of the glorious resurrection of your Son, our Lord. Give us this day such blessing through our worship of you, that the week to come may be spent in your favor, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord God, almighty and everlasting Father, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin, nor be overcome by adversity, and in all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church, that may we may all be one. Grant that every member of the Church may truly and humbly serve you, that your name may be glorified by all people. We pray for all bishops, priests, deacons, that they may be faithful ministers of your word and sacraments. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world, that there may be justice and peace on earth. Give us courage to listen, learn, and do the hard work of repentance for the systems of racism we unwittingly support. Set us on a new trajectory of our life in the world, a complete transformation of thought and behavior, following the way of Jesus. Help us live into the beloved community that we are truly meant to be, reflecting God's image into the world. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake, that our works may find favor in your sight. Bless all whose lives are closely linked with ours, especially those celebrating birthdays this week. Mark Greaves, Sue Stiles, Shirley Bourne, Brandon Peterson, Mary Craft, Barb Shepard, Rita Braithwaite, and Ann Thorpe, and grant that we may serve Christ in them and love one another as he loves us. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble especially Karen Blankenship, Niall Clark, 
Gwen Crosby, Glorian Crosby, Deanna Glenn, Diane Goodman, Lorna Hamill, Bob Hayward, Hannah Hooper, Rosemary Howell, Kathy Klein, Peter Mockenheimer, Mike Miller, Claire Parkinson, Pam Rhodes, Karen Rowley, Ron Smith, Vicki Smith, Don Snow, Lillianne Snow, William Victory, Michael Wandell, Julie Wiegand, and Peter Wiley, that they may be delivered from their distress. Pray for those who have died, especially K.O. Shelton and those who mourn. Give to the departed eternal rest. Let light perpetual shine upon them. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. May we also come to share in your heavenly kingdom. Let us now pray for our own needs and those of others. At this time, I invite any prayers you want said out loud to be included in the chat. Prayers for all those who are impacted by the wildfires, especially Julie, a family member evacuated from her home in Oregon. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Our prayer. For all those who have lost their homes, for all those who have asthma or breathing problems who are finding this time especially difficult with the smoke. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. For all the prayers we say aloud and for all the prayers we keep in our hearts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear our prayer. We continue on page 13. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hardwood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit that we, reaching forth our hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you. For the honor of your name, amen. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you and you have promised through your well-beloved son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. Amen. And our closing hymn is number 334. And we will be doing verses one, two, and three.
Let us bless the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.